What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Long Days with Yanni Pappas. How are you guys doing? How's your week been? How's your world doing? How's your family? These are all perfunctory questions. I don't care, but I hope you're good. Remember, when you wake up, three wastadillas in the morning to get you in a good mood. Now let's talk about my touring schedule. I will be at House of Comedy in Plano, Texas, January 6th through the 8th. I'll be in San Diego, January 20th through the 22nd. Tickets, GiannisPappasComedy.com for all of these. Side Splitters in Tampa, February 10th, one show. The Comic Strip in Edmonton. Canada, 17th through the 19th in February, Comic Strip, New Westminster, British Columbia, Canada, February 24th to the 26th, House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota, March 3rd through the 5th, LOL Comedy Club in San Antonio, Texas, March 24th through the 26th, and House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona, April 14th through the 16th. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. I will read some of the funniest reviews on there. So go to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate and review. Tell friends, patreon.com slash Yanni Longdays for your weekly bonus episode. Join up. It's five bucks a month. Don't be a goddamn squeak. This week, we got the young stallion, Jared Harvin, Long Island Lolita, back on the podcast. This is Long Days. What's up, Dallas? What's up, everybody? We're here again uh, with Jared Harvin. Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going How on? How are you? you? Can you tell me if there's anything different about the set that you've re- you've been here now three weeks in a row? Yeah. Is there anything different about the set that you see? Let's play this game. All right, we got the hyena. Boom! You nailed it. There's a hyena skull hyena. right here. That's but, a hyena skull. Yeah, but the last time I was here, that that was not there. This wasn't here when the flashlight was here? No, the flashlight was not here. Well, that was probably because it was in my bedroom because I just used it. Okay, it that's was, what I thought. It was in the domicile. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't in that spot because it was on my nightstand. Eva Lovia, you got to type this. Yeah. Did you use honey for lube? Honey off the baklava? I went dry. You went dry? I went dry. I wanted to know what it felt like to bone her and she wasn't into it. <laughs> And I got my answer. So I got ripped up and, uh, you know, carved up. You're watching this episode after you probably watched last week's guest episode. And you probably didn't like that one either. Okay. So I'm probably just going to do only comedians from now on because you people have no interest in my interests. I'm interested in dogs. I'm interested in speaking to journalists from the media. I'm interested in speaking to people with interesting stories uh, who have blown up on TikTok. I thought that episode was going to be bigger. Maybe I shouldn't have released it on Thanksgiving. It wasn't good for the algorithm. Or maybe people just don't care about what Devon Rodriguez has to say at all. They just want to say, grab the pencil and sketch me. It was a good episode, but you can't date yourself all the time in the episode. But if you like dogs, you got to get Michael Vick on the podcast. That's, Look, the, that's the only way that people are going to watch. Shout out to Dan Goodman. I don't know what he's doing now. Dan Goodman was a comedian who used to do my show all the time. Yeah. He had some very funny jokes, one of which, and I am a huge dog lover. Shout out because I got my pit I like bull that shirt, shirt on here. Son. I thought it was your wife's sleep shirt for a second. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a long one. It's yeah. like a little big It's on a long you. one. Yeah. I look like I'm at a black barbecue and I'm wearing Air Force Ones. Yeah. Black guys love long t-shirts and so do women who go to sleep. Yep. Um... What was I just saying? Oh, yeah. So Dan Goodman had a joke. He said, the best Michael Vick joke I've ever heard. And I'm a dog lover. And I, this is how much I know I'm a comedian first, dog lover second. Mm-hmm. He said, Michael Vick doesn't hate dogs. He hates loser dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and here, shout out. You know, Michael, everyone deserves a second chance. A lot of his Michael Vick dogs were adopted. They're doing great. Michael Vick, he also said in the joke, he was like, you can't blame him. He grew up, I think he said his neighborhood name was, like, he grew up in a place where like dog fighting was just part of what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where'd he grow up? In the South somewhere or something? South somewhere. And I think it was a lot of his cousins that were running the ring too. And he just like kind of let it happen. Yeah, he didn't. 
didn't have time to run a dog. He was, yeah. he was quarterbacking. When you got 30 cousins, you can't really pay attention to that. You can't. He did, He delegated to his cousins. He probably employed them. He put them yeah. on the payroll. Because, you know, he had all the family wants you money once you become a multimillionaire. So he's like, all right, you run. You know, just raise me some winner dogs. Exactly. That's it. He just exactly. needed some guys to win. You I'm, against do- I'm against dog fighting 100%. This is for comedy purposes only. I will point that out only in this because I really do care about dogs and, and dog fighting is horrible. But Michael Vick ha- has a second, com- he's having a second glow up. Yeah. Because he was, uh, now there, he was on as a commentator. I saw him. They had him on as a commentator during the Baltimore Ravens game when, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Jackson, uh, not Jackson Mahomes. Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. There you go. Yeah. Come on, man. You almost had the switch up. Yeah. When Lamar Jackson was going to break his record. His rushing record. Oh. So they had Michael Vick on air talking about how, like, and they even, like, almost went so far as to say that, like, Lamar Jackson was better than him. That's really cold-hearted. It's co- it was cold-hearted. It's like, yo, we don't need you anymore. We don't Get out of here. We got another you, and he's better than you. Yeah. But you can't win with a running quarterback. You really unfortunately. can't. Unfortunately. In this new NFL, you just, you can't, there's no need for a rushing game anymore. Welcome to Unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, should I announce I'm pregnant now? Yeah, are you pregnant too with Sam Decker's child? Yeah. Um, good chance that kid's going to be an athlete. Olivia Harlan Decker, I thought that was a great episode too. It was a great episode. Yeah, but you know what? The, the people want comedy. They want comedy. The people want comedy. The social media giants do not want comedy. Yeah, and you stood up too much in that episode and you showed your bulge a little bit too much. And by bulge, you mean my gut. Yes. Or or is my piece. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Well, I, I'll take it. If I had a bulge, I'll take it because usually I just got a little turtle head pop. Yeah. It's a little turtle Head pop. Yeah, it might have been your zipper kind of just squinching up a little bit, but like the, the bulge was present. It might have just meant that my jeans were too big. You know, that's yeah. another way to create a bulge uh, is if you just wear jeans that are a little too big on the waist and they scrunch up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it might just meant you got caught up in the moment because Olivia Harlan Decker is a very pretty woman. Yeah, she is, but she's married and she's my co-host, so I am staying away from that one. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know what I, I envy about you? I miss the days where I was just skinny. You're just an in-shape kid i'm doing calisthenics before i go to bed you know what's annoying about you is you're very healthy okay i'm working out but i'm working out like denzel washington in the hurricane so you know i'm doing a lot of, i'm doing a lot of lifting i'm doing a lot of reading and i put you on the wheatgrass which i hope you're taking every i am morning. taking the wheatgrass and i'm taking the beat I, I mix them together yeah thank you for that jared harvin is is very he's a very healthy dude we went on the road he convinced me that uh and it was a little pseudoscience in there. You were like, you take, uh, yeah. you, you were like, look, look, just take beetroot and you'll never die. Yeah. So I decided to take beetroot because, you know, I think belief is part, placebo is a thing. It is a thing. How wild is it that a lot of these studies, they will have a control group that they will give a uh, blank pill to because they need to do that because a lot of times those people will in fact get better. Yeah. They will get better with the fake medication mm-hmm. because they can believe in it. So... You know, believe you in Jesus. Ha- you got to have life- a light at the end of the tunnel to look towards to. You know, you, you got to have a retirement plan. So, what do you do if you're me and most of your career is behind you? Where do you look? You got. You, you got to. Go, How do you look forward? You look back at your past. You do Mauricia, and you make her a social worker. That's what you do. Okay. <laughs> we talk about that. I got to give her a new job. You got to give her a new job. Yeah. Sanitation, social worker, uh, secretary to the president, secretary to Cuomo will be really funny. Um, yeah. You know, she's getting touched up, but like she can fight back. She can That'll fight be back. hilarious. That will be hilarious. Yeah, that's a good point. I could make her Cuomo's PR damage control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're saying she's not dead. I don't think she's dead. Is your mom a fan? No. She's not. No, she's not. <laughs> Does she not know about it? No. She doesn't know anything that you do. do. Is she, But she's the Puerto Rican one. She's the Puerto Rican she one, She may yes. be the only Puerto Rican who doesn't know who Maurice is in the New York area. Probably. Yeah. Probably. How old's your mom? My mom is 65. She's. A, I think she's just out of the demo. Just out of the just demo. Just out of the demo for yeah. Maurice. I'll tell you who, lo- who can't get enough, Maurice. Let's go 38 to 54. Mm, yeah. Puerto Rican, New York. I think that would, when we would do those shows, you would see girls show up. You could see they had their, you could see that they had a like few kids. Yeah. And their 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 best bodies were behind them. Yeah. They came in with open-toed shoes here's and the, they smelled like Cafe Bustelo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But here's the thing about Puerto Rican women Here's the thing about Puerto Rican culture. Here's the thing about Latin culture that's so great. Yeah. Is that they feel sexy no matter what. I mean, it's like they came... It didn't matter if a girl was 
five kids in, 52. Doesn't matter. Overweight. She still had on half a shirt. I mean, a mini skirt on and was walking confident. C-section scars C-section, all out. The whole thing. Yeah. And just like, where's Marisa? Take me to Marisa. Yeah. Take me there. And they would just, they would get up and crazy. You see titties flopping around when she mm-hmm. came out. They were like, that's it. That's it, Marisa. You tell them, girl. You tell them. And they just feel and is exude sexiness no matter what the situation. Yeah, that's what they do. Did you confidence. Have, it's the confidence. Now, did you ever have someone that met you at after the show as Giannis Pappas and they were like very upset that you weren't Mauricia it only but it only happened bad a few times Mm -hmm. I gotta be honest and this is the thing I remember uh, I opened for Burr uh years ago um and he doesn't go out after the shows he used to go out after the shows and like Mm -hmm. meet the fans and then it was like one fan got weird about some joke he did and ruined it for everybody and that's like, I, I always thought about that because I always went out and I would go out as me. I would never come out. Of, that's just weird to keep it going. Yeah. It's not, this isn't little, what, what was that? Uh, this, this isn't the donkey show. Remember that off-Broadway show? The donkey, or uh, the, the what was that? Paul and Tina's wedding. There was this Broadway show that uh-huh. like happened all over. It was a hit for a little while. Uh-huh. It was called Paul and Tina's wedding or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So what, what it was, was, and it became a hit, right? So it was this, you, you walk in, and it was a little too much for me, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but it was a hit. So you walk into the show, and the characters are in character. So like, they, you walk in, there's like, you know, a guy, he's like, hey, welcome to Tony and Tina's show. And he was like, it was an Italian couple, yeah. Italian couple, you know, and they were like, hey, sit down. You go in the bathroom, one of them's in there combing their hair. So the show kind of, there's no fourth wall. They created an environment, like a universe. Environment, yeah. like you're in the show. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do that with Marisa, where I came out afterwards. I was like, thank you for coming. Did you enjoy the show? That was so crazy. Listen, I don't know what Giannis Papas is. He's still back deal. You need to, if you want to go see Giannis, go there. I don't know what he's doing. And then, and then they were like, I want to meet Giannis. And I'd have to run back and take the clothes off. And be like, <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? You know, give me a cigarette. So um, I would go out there as myself. Most people were very cool. They took pictures with me and they were happy. Um, I remember the one, I think it was one girl at Caroline's years ago. Are like one of our first runs. Jesse was there, but you probably don't remember though. She was like real rude about it. But I still went out afterwards and stuff because I needed the pictures on Instagram to promote. Of course. And I always said, tag me in the photos. Yeah. Because I wanted other people to see it. I'm not quite at that Bill Burr level, you know, where he can just say, I'm not going out there. I'm not meeting the fans. So I would still go out there. But that one girl ruined it and put me in a bad mood. Like it put me in a bad She was like, go put the wig out. She was like insisting. She was like, come out. I I came here for Maurice. I want to see Maurice. I want a picture with Maurice. Mm. And I, I was going, I think I even was like, I was like, I'm her. So like, take the picture. Like, it's like, she's not a real person. But then on the one side, you're flattered because they love her so much, you know? But on the other side, you're being like, the show's over, girl. I mean, it's over. You just watched her for an hour. That's so stupid, though. That's like getting mad that the per- Jake from State Paul's real name is not Jake. Like, that's so stupid. I know. Yeah, but it's also, you want me to stand out? Like, am I supposed to stand yeah, out yeah, there yeah, in, yeah. Fl- in chancletas? To a certain extent, you gave you gave your performance. They paid the money. You got it. Now, you know, you you back in your, your Giannis form. See, that's why, like, Jared Harvin's got a good marketing brain. Because he's like, yeah, dude, go, go out there. Fucking stand a thing. And me going like, no, man, it's not art. It's not the arty thing to do, man. <laughs> but I, sh- I should have been out there like, yeah. Nah, man, you would have been milking it, bro. And especially not opening up for Burr. You know, Burr don't got to do that. He don't got to go out after the show because he's already captain. I thought you about to say Burr doesn't have to put on a dress and a wig to sell tickets. No. that's true, too. Well, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. But he's already tapped into the culture because he's got a black wife. He's got a black wife. And I give him credit. He never, he never does any jokes like any race jokes. Yeah. You notice that about Burr? Yeah, trying to get the credit. Like, yo, I got a black wife. You know, I'm cool. He never does that. Or even like just cheap race jokes. Yeah. Burr is such a animal, such a great comic that like, he, even like you'll hear him talk about crowd work. He's like, yeah, he like I, he tries not to do crowd work. He will. He has the tool. I've seen him do it yep. many times. But he even goes, he goes, it's easy. He goes, you look at someone and you say what's up and they laugh no mm-hmm. matter what. So he doesn't, Burr is such a maniac that he like challenges himself always to do the harder thing. 
So it's like if it's easier or cheap, he won't do it. Because like, yeah, if you have a black wife, you go, hey, guess what? I got a black wife. So I come home and I'm going, what's going on with all this mac and cheese? Yeah, that's what makes him a man of my boys. mac and cheese everywhere. And Mm -hmm. then her family came over and they were rooting for Deontay. And I was rooting for, you know, and it's going, there's a lot of cheap, stupid jokes. Yeah. But he just goes beyond that. And he goes for like, he doesn't even engage in it because he's a psychopath. But that makes him a great comic. I mean, but he's, him a great comic. he's in good with the black people. The only brothers that don't like him is in Philly. Because, you know, he ripped them apart in that one video. He so. did rip them apart. But yeah. I, will, I do give, this is the thing I give Burt credit for. And that is, that's the point. Is that um, when I went to see, like when he first started popping, mm-hmm. right? Like, and shout out Nate Bargatze was like one of the first ones going like, before anyone, because Burt was like in, Burt was in New like York. Like 05 around? This was about, oh, no, that was the beginning, beginning. Mm-hmm. That's when he did, he, so he, at that point he had that, ONA viral video from Philly. He had the half hour on HBO, which if you watch it today, still holds up. Yeah. You're like, damn, that was good. Um, and uh, the, the Chappelle show. Mm. So it was like those three things at the same time kind of happened from any, you know, he started his podcast a couple years later. That was big. He was early on that. But it was really that three thing, those three things that kind of blew him up. Like, so it was the Chappelle show. It was that viral video uh, um, in Philly and... Um, it was his half hour on HBO mm. back then, pre, pre, pre like big internet, pre social media. So a lot of people saw it. Um, so, but we went to see him. It must have been around 2010, 11, 12, early on when he started popping. And Nate was Nate Bargatze was telling everybody, uh, Bill Burr's the best comic in the country. And people were like, because people remembered Bill, because Bill was just a guy who got better, 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 but was around New York and then just got better, better, better. And then when that first Comedy Central hour came out and someone clipped it up and put it online. Everyone was like, what the fuck? Mm. This guy got really good. And Nate was the first person I heard saying it, being like, I'm telling you, I saw Burr. He's the best comic in the country. So we went to one of those first Caroline shows when he was like selling out. Were you there? Yeah. Where, where it was like we were standing on the wall because yeah. it was so packed. There was no seats, so we had to stand. And like the crowd was diverse. Like, you don't see that a lot nowadays. Like, I'm talking about all races, yeah. ages, and it was his fans. You saw a lot of black people. You saw white people. You saw old. You saw young. Yeah. And um, you, in this era, you don't see that a lot. Like, you go to a show, you'll see, like, I'm not going to point out particular comics, but like, it'll be all one race or the other or one age group, et cetera. Yeah. It's just like people almost come out to see reflection of themselves. Of course. More... Or if not, just as important to them as the comedy. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, this person looks like me. I go out, you know, you go to Indian comics, you'll see all Indians. You go to, you know, uh, a woman, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. But yeah. Burr was like, ran the gamut because he's, he's just good. He's just good. Even like if you go to a Louis show, and Louis is one of the best, you would see like a certain group. It would be like, ah, oh, those are like kind of gentrifying all white kids. Yeah. White, very white. Yeah. Burr was just like everybody in there. Yeah. And uh, he's killing it with everybody. You know, you know you're funny when you see like black women moving. Yeah. That's what like, and I was always proud of that. Black you, women don't laugh. When you say something funny, they do not laugh. You no. say something funny, be like, oh no, get him off the stage. Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. They but won't you, give you a laugh. They won't give you, but if you see, they they do, when they, they move, like their whole, like black people laugh with like their body. They're, they laugh so enthusiastically. You run away, you, son. They just like, they kind of move. And so you would see that at his, at his shows and like, uh, Puerto Ricans too, enthusiastic. They mm-hmm. move, they crack up, they come out for a good Time. If there's so, a table there, it's getting smacked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to give credit to where credit's due. Burke, Burke can kind of get everybody. Yeah. And apparently, you know, he 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 bag, bag a black chick too. He can. Yes. He's got beautiful kids now. Him and Nia. Shout out Billy Burr, who used to go by Billy. They used to know him as Billy. Billy from Beantown. Yeah. Just What's like one time? day we're going to say you were known as Jared when you changed your name to to Lord J or... Lord J. J Harvin 15. That or, sounds like a Fortnite handle, dog. Yeah. What do you, who do you think of me? <laughs> who do you think of me, son? Like, come on. No. I like Jared Harvin. I like coming out on the stage. People see, see like Jared Harvin, all this plain dude, and then you come and you see me, a guy with charisma and energy. It's like, oh, okay. I'm going to be involved with this. It makes me more interesting. Yeah, because right? you don't know what you get when you hear Jared. Yeah, yeah. You if, you're, if, your name, if your name was Delroy Lindo and you got got brought up on stage and you start doing comedy i'll be like i'm definitely watching this guy yeah if you heard yo give it up and come to the stage give it up for raheem jenkins and then i yeah, came out yeah like oh that was a little misdirect exactly yeah. and then it's like what is this guy about oh he's actually funny oh my 
God. Sticks in the brain yes. and then you get fouled on Instagram. Yo, dude, you are a Gen Z fucking marketing, thinking, build your brand. Yeah. What's your brand, dog? My brand is just, yo, it's fu- it's funny. It's just funny, man. It's funny, young, you know, off the cuff, being stupid, being silly. But, you know, I'm driving from Long Island on the Belt Parkway to get here. I sit in three hours of traffic. I'm going to get something out of it, okay? Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna get paid. If you think, if you think I'm going to get called the N-word in traffic by a Pakistani dude on the way over here and not get paid, you have another thing coming, son, okay? Right, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm looking at the Verrazano. I'm looking at, should I just move to Staten Island or bite the bullet, move to Staten Island, pay for the Verrazano, get a discounted price? I don't know yet, but I'm coming out to the city. I'm getting paid for it, okay? You, yeah, but I think you're Long Island to, to the bone. I'm Long Island to the bone. I enjoy the quaintness. I don't need to be out here, you know, to Citizen Apple. Somebody just got shit on and stabbed in the same time. I don't need to be seeing all that, man. Right. I like the quaint. Let me let me write my bits. Let me do my thing. Let me let me chill out, you know, and 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 watch uh, Atlanta on FX in, in my small quaint town. Good it's show, by very, the way. Very good show. Good show. Very good How show. How come they didn't bring it back, Atlanta? Uh, they, no, they're doing back to back. So they're, they're they're dropping two seasons now because one because it got messed up by COVID. So now yeah. they're, they're doing two seasons. That back. was like, a good unique show. He's a talented dude. He's a talented dude. Uh, talented dude. Talented man. dude. Does a lot of different things. Yeah, great, great innovator. Not too good at shaving his facial hair. I don't know what he did after after he did uh uh Landau Calrissian. Yeah, and after that, I don't know what happened to his facial hair, but he's he's a good dude. He's and good I dude. hate to say this, but and we're <laughs> back. You are wild. And we're back. Boy. Sometimes. You got to make little cuts here and there for whatever reason is possible. Jared Harvin, are you worried about the Decepticon variant? Decepticon. What is, what is it? Ochronicron? Okra? Okra. Oh, fried okra is good. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's uh, the isosceles uh, yeah, variant. Yeah, oxymoron. What's yeah. it called? Ochacron? Onomatopoeia variant. Why did they go straight from alpha, beta, and then they... Is that another letter in the Greek alphabet that I should know because I am a Greek person? I don't know. All I know is it's not looking good for the Greeks because they're just going to blame the variant on you. First it was China. Now it's the Greeks. Now it's, it's the going to the Greek letters. COVID is pledging now. Yeah. All right. It's becoming a part of fraternity, <laughs> which makes sense because neither COVID or fraternity member asked for consent to enter your body. So that. that there you go. <laughs> that's that, exactly what COVID has in common with some of these frat kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the who skips forward two Greek letters. Avoiding Z. I mean, here we go. Here we go. Oh, Don't man. disrespect King Z no matter what. I mean, we are bending over backwards to not offend that guy. First of all, um, you're not allowed to do Winnie the Pooh. You're not because they say they say he looks like Winnie the Pooh. So Winnie the Pooh is banned from China yeah. because King Z looks like Winnie the Pooh. And the Who skips forward uh, two Greek letters, avoiding a Z variant. So they actually did it consciously to avoid uh, calling it Z because, of course, they don't want bigots to say it's the King Z virus or whatever. But it's like I call bullshit on this this China abiding thing, man, because we disrespected their food. How do we disrespect their food? Because their food to, in America is chicken wings and French fries. You ask any brother on the street, yo, we're going to get some Chinese food. What do you want? Chicken wings and French fries. That is not Chinese food. We no. changed their whole culture. They changed their whole food for us. And now we're going to, to abide by General Z and stuff like that. I'm getting sick of it. Like You're going to stick up for your food if one thing. You know, yeah. you, if, if black people, when, when they saw all the Thanksgivings and they saw black people, uh, white people were adding like raisins and bread comes to their, their mac and cheese, they got upset. Black Twitter went on fire. You're going to protect your food because that's that's like a representation of who you are. And China has not said anything about it. They made money off of us doing it. Well, it's called knowing Knowing your demographic. Knowing your demographic. If you open up a Chinese restaurant in a black neighborhood. Uh-huh. I don't think you can get away with not having that on the menu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like if you open up in a Greek neighborhood, you better find a way to get tzatziki in there. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to tailor it somewhat. Or you or you just better take some ranch and put a little sugar in it and pass it as tzatziki. You, you got to do, do one that. or the other. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. So we avoided the Z variant so, so people wouldn't make jokes about King Z variant. Now- I can't help but notice that there is a South African variant, there's a Brazilian variant, but there just is no Chinese variant. You can't even call it a Wuhan variant. Yeah. You got to call it COVID-19, the alpha strand, the beta. But now we skip two ahead. So it is a Greek letter from the Greek alphabet, um, oxycron. 
Omicron? What is it? Omicron. Omicron. Yeah. Omicron. So first it sounds case, like a debt collection agency. It does sound like a debt collection yeah, agency. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm scared of it because it's COVID or I'm scared because I don't have some easy passes that I didn't pay yet. <laughs> or it sounds like the name of like a fake shell company. You always notice that those companies yeah. have names like that. Doxicron. Uh, yeah. Our corporate office is um, our corporate office is uh, Hicksville Boulevard, uh, <laughs> apartment four C. We're open from nine a.m. to nine fifteen a.m. Yeah, don't don't call the office before ten because the CEO is sleeping. It's one of those. It's always one of those front companies or something. Oxicron or Doxicron. Yeah, you call the number. It's just a Wendy's in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. So the first case of this variant has just been found in California, San Francisco, I believe. San Francisco, um, it that's a that's a city that's familiar with viruses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shout out to Harvey Milk. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Um, so horrible name for a mayor, but great name for a gay porn star. I must say, it is his name is really would be, would have been a great gay porn star. Yeah, yeah. Harvey yeah. Milk. Yeah, milk me, Harvey. Um, they don't know what to make of that. Like, we don't know anything about this yet. We don't know how bad it's going to be. Supposedly, the first r- reports out of Zimbabwe and stuff by the health ministers over there or whatnot say that a lot of the spread is asymptomatic and a lot of the sickness is mild, but they have to wait a few weeks to to say, f- to be able to say fully if the, if it's going to be vaccine evading, which seems to be the big concern. Chinese people are pissed right now, son. They're like, how is this discovered in a city that has a predominantly Chinese population? There's a lot of Chinese people around the country right now is like, why couldn't this be found in Galveston, Texas? Right, because, yeah, there you go, San Francisco, the West Coast. Yeah. That's the Pacific Ocean. It's a lot of Asians over there. A lot of Vancouver, Asians. Vancouver, California, especially mm-hmm. San Francisco, a lot of Asians. When you go to Cali, you see a lot of Chinese people holding umbrellas in the sunshine that's they what they do, do. They, it seems dumb but then you go oh okay i know they what you're do. doing yeah yeah they do and you know what black people won't do that you'll just wear a kango yes yeah. that is true because black, <laughs> black people don't want to look stupid with the umbrella but they also don't want the sun at the beach too yep. much so they'll do a kango yes and they, they will sit if you put the umbrella up they will sit yeah under it yeah but i what is that black people just feel corny carrying the umbrella down there throw yeah it down. they just put the kango over let it drape down let that's it drape what you gotta down, do and yeah. we don't like the i'll i'll dig my hole at jones beach i'm not sitting that hot ass sand no do you think it's ironic that if white people are racist they're racist against people who are darker skinned, but then white people go to the beach to, beach to become darker skinned. Is that weird? No, That's it is little, racist. Yeah. It is racist. No, but isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. That they're like, hey, we don't like these darker skinned people, but first chance I get, I want to go to the beach to look like... Why do I call, call? Why do I keep calling the beach the bitch? I don't know. We keep we want to go to the beach to look like them. You've so been it's like around your wife too much, dog. That's that Long Island accent. You came from... You came yeah, I want to go to the Long beach. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Come here. Uh, this is Long Island Larry. I'm here to stay. Please stay off the northern. Be careful. There's MS-13 in the windows. Don't go there. The northern is like Talladega nights. Uh, they're so fast. It's, I'm telling you, it's crazy out there. I don't don't want to go anywhere. Take me to the mall, but I don't want to go to that mall because this MS-13 is over there. <laughs> They're just so scared of MS-13. It's, yeah, yeah, it's bad in Brentwood. So, no, some people will be racist against darker skinned people, but then they go to the beach and want to look. That's why I don't front. That's why I don't front. I got the secret. I know you hate me, but you want everything I possess. That's why I know I'm gonna be good. Now, cause you got you got a good amount of melanin. Yeah, yeah, yes, I do. Melanin protects you from skin cancer. It does. So darker skin in some ways is a little bit of an advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you call a little bit of an advantage. Yes, it protects you from the, uh, from the sun. It protects you from uh, skin cancer. But it does make people prepared to smell cocoa butter whenever they see you. Cocoa butter is something you're going to smell. Yeah, you said that joke about the Lubriderm and uh, cocoa butter in, in uh, Timonium and Baltimore. I, it was funny. What did I say? Again? You were like, you know a white person has been around a black person when they can tell the difference between cocoa Lube, butter and Lubriderm. Lube, that was yeah. very funny. I, I like, liked that, it. It's the truth. Yeah. It is the truth. For some reason, white people seem to prefer prefer Lubriderm, which has no smell. It kind of smells like chalk. Yeah. And cocoa butter's got a sweet, enticing smell. Mm -hmm. And if you go into a crib, here's the thing. If you're going to commit a crime and you're you're black and there's a detective who is a decent detective, you're not going to want to lotion up that day. No. Because if there's no cameras and you get away with it, if a detective comes in 
and he smells a little cocoa butter, he's going to go, I think we have an African-American suspect yeah, here. Yeah, if you're yeah. black, you want to commit a crime, you better lube up in aquaphor. That's what you got to do. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to clear up all the tracks. It's like putting coffee beans over cocaine so the dogs can't smell it. Yeah. Yeah. There's little, you know, there's little things like that that you can always be aware of. Mm. Yeah, that was funny. I think that came off the dome in Timonium. It came off the dome. This guy was cooking in Timonium, son. We were cooking. Yeah. We were cooking. We did, you did a great job, too. Yeah. Opener came off a little sexual, though. Uh, I don't even remember the opener. It was uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but it, like he came up with a lot of sexual uh, sexual content. It was like a taller Aaron Burr. Yeah, Aaron Burr meaning the guy who killed Hamilton. I'm sorry, Aaron Burr. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is the material was a little dirty at the top. Yeah, a little dirty at the top for the yeah. host, but it's okay. We're learning. He's young like me. Yes. You know, you never want to, you want to ease into the dirty stuff. You don't want to, here's, this is one of the unwritten rules of comedy is, um, as it throws snizzling. Yeah. One of the unwritten rules of comedy is, and you know, we all start dirty. When I, when I started, I was dirty because you want to, I'm so scared not to get a reaction. I'd be like, fuck my ass, whatever. I'd say anything dirty just because I was scared. But yeah, oh, you want to okay. eat. If you're gonna have dirty stuff, you want to put it towards the end because you can't really follow like a crazy sexual story and then yeah, follow it up. Bro. And let's talk about orange juice. Yeah, you can't start off with anal. No, you can't. You, you got to start off with a subtle leg touch, yeah, son. It's like a, you're almost touch like, my ankle, yeah, moisturize my ankle first. Come on now. Yeah, it's almost like you're assaulting the audience. Yeah, you're bro. Coming on too strong. You got to talk dirty a little bit. You got to foreplay. You got to ask bit. for a consent, and when I mean consent is you got to have an opening introductory joke. I have a joke about my name. Then we can move to that. Then stuff. you can move to banging a nun in her in her taint. Or yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. It's your business. Yep. Get as dirty as you want some of the funniest comics are dirty but you want to ease into it a little ease bit. into it and if you're hosted and there's other comics on you just want to be cleaner at the top of the show yeah because in the other first comic or second comics coming up they're gonna have normal jokes you know god forbid ryan hamilton's on the show or something you, yeah. you talk about fist fucking somebody and then ryan hamilton comes up and he's like i'm a mormon kid yeah and you're like okay what's your religion my religion i am a non-denominational christian Non-denominational Christian, which uh, Church of God in Christ, uh, uh, Church of God in Christ. I'm forgetting. No, the, the Life of Christ. Excuse me, Life of Christ. Yes. It, it, here's the thing, and there you go. I just gave away myself. I th that you know, I've I've been to a couple black churches. Here's the thing about black churches: the name Christ will be in the name, mm -hmm. whether it's like uh, Church of God in Christ or. Or the you, life of Christ. Life of Christ yeah. or Christ on the cross or yeah. Jesus Christ. Great marketer. <laughs> Great marketer. Dude. If you go come into it. my house, you're going to know whose house this is. Yeah. Yeah. So did you go to church when you were growing up? Yes, I did go to church when I was growing up. It was out. Black East. church a lot more emotional. It wasn't. We had a mixed church, though. We had a mixed right. church. Like uh, we went, White people really slowed down it, the vibe. It was, it was, it was predominantly a, a white church because we had a live band. It was a live band. Well, black churches have a no, no, but but, but the, the lead was a saxophonist. So yeah. that's how you know it was it was a little white. There was a flute in the background. Uh, you had a record. Somebody was playing recorder. Yeah, yeah. yeah someone was playing recorder. The drum only had one snare drum. When you go to, when you yeah. go to black drums, it's like sixteen snare drums. Yeah. It's like, wait, is this an Anderson Pot concert? <laughs> you don't know. You, you, you don't know. But like, yeah, they, they had flute as the backup. They had the little T triangle. So it yeah. was it was kind of white. But we went to the Queens. And it got black, but we we lost the band, but we did have it in the basement. So, yeah, I've always felt like the church, black church, is kind of like the minor leagues for R and B singers. Yeah, you said that before. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know th that's where the singers like when you go there, you hear them sing. It's like you get moved. Yeah, have you ever been to a black church? Yeah, it's like it makes you want to believe in God. You feel stuff. You end up like you. You get moved. You feel emotional. You start holding in tears and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, they could blow. God exists with a voice like that. Yeah, yeah. It exists, and they hit the drum, and just everyone's. It's like, it feels very current. Yeah, it feels current. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you go to like a Catholic church or uh, any old religion, it's like they're doing they're doing old material. The old it's like material, watching a headliner on the road who's been doing the same act for forty years. It's like yeah. write something new. Yeah, bro. Is old material? You can't sing along, can't hear the words. It's like they're singing through a pipe. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I can't understand this. So we at a construction site right now. What's going on? Yeah, and son? sometimes even the sermons are in another language. You're going like I don't even understand Latin. Yeah, patrimon, whatever they start doing in the Catholic. Yeah, church. there's too much distractions. Yes, too many distractions. When that kid walks up with the little with the little smoking pot, you in your head you go, is he getting touched? 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember I went, uh, you know, because we grew up, we grew up, me and Jesse grew up like Park Slope, maybe one of the most most diverse neighborhoods in the country. We've mentioned it before on some podcasts. Yeah, that's the thing I noticed. If you got, if it's like a location and place and it has like a location in the title, like a place in the title, like Miami Gardens or like Brooklyn Navy Yard, that place is going to either be dangerous or it's going to be diverse. Yes. Yeah. Park Slope is very diverse. And... So I had a, I had Irish friends, Jewish friends, Italian friends, black friends, Puerto Rican friends, everything. But so I went to a, a few Catholics because I'm Greek Orthodox. I grew yeah. up Greek Orthodox. Mm-hmm. We do it different, right? Our priests can marry. They and, can get, and you're no longer religious now, right? No, no. Yeah, so no. you got in and Tom Hanks is trying to get in. He's trying yeah, to get in. Yeah, I got yeah, out. yeah, you yeah. got out. But I'm not out. I'm just kind of like whatever. Yeah. I go on Easter. Agnostic. Where, Tom Hanks is trying to get in bad. He's an honorary Greek. I think mm-hmm. he even converted. He did convert. He converted to Greek Orthodox. Shout out Tom Hanks. Shout out Tom Hanks. He's an honorary Greek. Uh, you know, maybe you guys could do something for my career. Or what are we doing here? I mean, how many times I got to speak to John Stamos on the phone before I get a call from someone who's a little bit of a bigger heavy hitter than Uncle Jesse? Listen, you guys. <laughs> Not saying Uncle Jesse doesn't have any pull, but I'm saying there's people pulling strings for him and I need those people to pull some fucking strings for me. I promise I'll erase my Twitter. Got- I will erase my entire Twitter and I will be a good boy. I'm e- I'm pointing myself up for the CCP or the Greek mafia in Hollywood. What are you two? Rita Wilson fucking just... Take a break from talking to Jennifer Anderson on the phone and give Yanni an old call and at least get me like a fucking Sunkiss commercial. Something. I mean, what the fuck is going on? Help me out. I'm Greek. I'm Greek. Anyway, he's trying to get in. Tom yeah. Hanks, but he's an honorary Greek. Uh, Marina Menounos is an absolute stone cold piece. Another Greek. Fire, son. Every time I'm at the gas station and she comes up, oh, 15 quick tips from Marina Menounos, I'll be like, I am getting... Shh. Extra gas. Does today, that son. show only air at gas stations? Probably, but it scares me because it echoes off the other pumps, and I and I get frightened every time it comes off. Dude, you you know Jesse, you live in a city, you don't have a car, but anytime you go to get gas, that show's on, and it's Maria Menounos is on in the gas station yeah. all the time. Yeah, which is uh, that's a weird choice. She she has no qualifications. I don't know if she has any qualifications. Her qualifications are her looks. If you look fire, yes. like okay, if you look good enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest my money where you tell me to invest. Yeah, I don't even know what, if if that woman comes up to you today and dude, asks you to buy 2.5 billion worth of cryptocurrency, you're gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you're not gonna ask for any qualifications, anything like that. She is actually like so beautiful. Yeah, it's like it's tough. Like, can we get just like a face shot? I mean, she is like per dude. She is gorgeous. She kind of looks like a fox. She and she's a you know what? She's like a. She, look at that. I mean, she's perfect looking, dog. If you squint, it looks like Holly Berry a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, they, she, I mean, Holly Berry's another gorgeous. I mean, they're just gorgeous people. And she's just gorgeous head to toe. Thing about her too is like she's really like been with this guy for so long. Yeah, who is that? Uh, he's a guy. I think his name is a guy. A guy? <laughs> <laughs> because like he's no, I don't mean to disrespect, but I mean like... Um, What's his name? Look, they don't even put his name in the headline. Maria Menounos' husband. She looked darker than him. Yeah. Ex- but looked like a sun-dried tomato. I mean, they've been together forever, man. They've been together forever. And, like, uh, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who knows this guy's name. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Menounos. Kevin Menounos. He took her name? <laughs> no, but that was funny. Um, what does he do? What does Kevin do? Is he like a producer or something? Or maybe Probably. Yes, but they've been together for twenty years. Menounos, is that a, you don't usually see that in Hollywood. Yeah. So uh Kevin under Undergaro. What's up, everybody? Uh we just took a little break. I know we were right in the middle of talking about Maria Menounos. You don't know it because we're right here, right now, movie magic, but we just say pizza. Mm-hmm. I just farted, but it's all good because we got classy Pellegrinos. Yes, we do. Pellegrinos, you can't. You got to cheers with a Pellegrino. Yeah, you do. It's the only water when you drink it. You got you. You have to have the physical disposition of drinking champagne. Yeah, it's the only water that makes you feel like you're drinking champagne, but you're really just drinking seltzer. Yeah, it's just a whole big ploy. It's like filling up uh, champagne bottles with ginger ale in the club. Yeah, talk about marketing. Like, is there anything about Pellegrino that makes it not a seltzer? I mean, because they say it's from it Italy. It's got the name Pellegrino. It doesn't hurt so much. Because when you get like Howl's seltzer, that shit burns, son. It's like it's like you're, you're drinking aspartame when you drink that shit. So this has more of a mild. Yeah, it's more of a mild, yeah. smooth goes. I feel like I'm I'm on the on. It's like 
on the rocks and, and Calabri, you yeah. know, just chilling. It's nice, you know. At Hal's shit is like you whitewater rafting, you about to drown. It's, right. it's two different things. There's something about you slap an Italian name on anything. It just, you, you could, I would love to do that test. Just take like an RC Cola and slap like Pellegrino on the thing and just see if... If like even the most like masculine dude just ends up crossing them up and being like Chabella. Yeah. <laughs> Italians just they they figured out cuisine, they figured out drink, they figured out lifestyle. Like, lifestyle. Lifestyle. Every lifestyle. time I see you, I'm gonna kiss you on your cheek, even though I may not know you. Yeah. So yeah. what is sexual assault, son? Yes, yes. That's their culture. That's their culture. Yeah. You can't you can't you can't debate the culture. That's what they do. Yeah. Italians, when I, we were growing up, it was funny because did we talk about this the first episode? I got to make sure that we didn't do that. Did I talk about how we were growing up? Uh, Italian kids would wear like starter jackets. I mean, you said that a lot, but with Jared? Yeah, with Jared know. and him. So we were growing up, Italian, I don't know what Italian kids are like. You're just, pretty similar, right? The Italian kids just try to so, copy black culture. Exactly. So they would always be like, yeah, we, you know, Italian kids would always like, were racist yep. a lot growing up. They hated black people, didn't want them in the neighborhood. But then you would see them with one like, of their music and their jewelry. And the yep. designs in their hair and the starter jackets. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, you are a little unaware. Yeah. Copyright infringement. Yeah. So anyway, we got big issues going on right now. One of the big issues is we're going to see what happens with the Supreme Court situation with abortion, which is being uh, argued on the Supreme Court right now. It, are you going to be able to get an abortion? Guys want to know this right now. I know women. Here's the thing. Women are like the vocal people protesting outside the Supreme Court. You see signs both way. I feel like they should get mascots. Yeah. I feel like the protesters at abortion rallies should have mascots. Uh -huh. There should be like a little fetus costume and a guy dancing around. And, <laughs> the, <laughs> you know, and that's like the pro-life mascot. He's just dancing around like, I'm alive. I'm alive. And then the uh, pro-choice should have just a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> just like a guy dresses a coat hanger and just and then they could do like fun things you know in the mascots fight at like yeah. baseball games where like the pro-life mascot comes with the hanger and just tries to pull the fetus and he's going ah, yeah ah, ah, ah. the pro-life mascot is just a smoothie with a little bit of plan b in it just a little plan b in just it. a little just a twinkle yeah then you have the plan b show up and be like guys 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 i you don't have to fight there's a solution for all this plan b comes in just yeah i mean look you can always plan b it if abortion gets gone, you can always plan B it. Yeah, you could always plan B. It. I mean, but like, it ain't nothing wrong with wearing protection. Plan B is it's almost like the to catch a predator mm -hmm. for getting pregnant. You yeah. preempt what's about to happen. Yeah, you know the way Chris Hansen would go in there, you bite the cookie, and he'd be like, "I know what you were about to do because we have the screenshots." Mm -hmm. With Plan B, he goes, "I know what could happen here. Let's just let me preempt this. Get yourself a Plan B because if COVID showed us anything, it shows us that people like to prepare. So if you want to stack up on your toilet paper, you can stack up on Plan B too. Take take that extra step. You should have a plan. Look, if yeah, I mean, I've used a few Plan Bs in my day. I remember when it first hit the market. Yeah, you know, it was like seeing those young pictures of you. Yeah, yeah, you look like Mark Wahlberg when he beat up that Chinese man. Yeah, yeah, I was, that was my era. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Plan well, Plan B hit. I was like in my Plan B was not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Plan B was like what two thousand early two thousands Plan B. Yeah, so it just hit the market and it was like a wild craze. It was like a it was like a sneaker drop. Mm -hmm. Everyone was going out to get them. There would be a resale, you know, Flight Club had them. They were in a secret room, like yeah, you found it on StockX. You could get it on StockX. Plan B was a thing, and people were like, it. It's funny how whenever they come out with a new technology on how to fuck without the possibility of getting pregnant, there's like an uptick in fucking yep. and irresponsible behavior. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that happened when the birth control pill came out. Like people were like. What? And then they just started, you know, acting a little more responsibly. I think it's like it's an anime character. What yeah, is this power? I it's think strong. We, we may be in the plan B phase of the internet where it's new and people are abusing it and don't know how to, you know, because everyone's yelling at each other. It's ripping yeah. the country apart. Uh -huh, this is new it. technology. So we're abusing it. They're Same abusing thing it. when the plan B came out. I mean, shit. I mean, I would jerk off and pop one. Yeah. You know, I was just like, you'd you, you get a blowjob from a girl and be like, you just take that just in yeah. case. Just then, in case a little, just in case. Just in case something happened. Then that is a new plan B. And if <clears throat> it's people are abusing it, and if you're on TikTok, it's sexual abuse. That's sexual abuse on TikTok. Yeah, for sure. Those girls are half naked and they're 16. They're too young. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. We got a new Twitter CEO. We don't know what's going to happen there. We don't know if comedians 
are, are going to have to deal with another line of fire. Obviously, Facebook and Instagram started coming down hard. Mm. Comedians get hit because comedians are the ones who say things and robots can't tell the context. Robots can't go, oh, he was joking. So we always get flagged for bullshit. People obviously get offended by jokes or whatever. And now we got a new Twitter CEO. I don't know if he's going to be like Jack. Jack let a lot let, let a lot slide unless you were Trump or unless you were Hunter Biden. Mm. And he protected you. Yeah. Or he got rid of you. Yeah, Jack Jack protected, he protected the aura of the freedom of speech unless you went against him. Um, but it's very important for an uh, older comic like you not be, not to become bitter. You know, you, you, I know I know Stop. what Facebook and Instagram is doing right now. You search up your name, you're at the bottom of the list. Uh, you know, it's, it, I, I, it's maybe reminiscent of the kickball uh, games that you used to have in school because maybe you got picked last. I don't know. Maybe you were an <laughs> athletic kid. I'm not sure. But Very like, athletic kid. Uh, but like, I'm not sure if Greeks were known to be that popular in, in kickball, but... You gotta know. You just gotta keep on kicking, no matter what. Keep. But on I can't. Throwing I can use it for content too, though. What? I'm really leaning into it. Yeah. For content. Yeah. yeah. Use it, bro. I'm throw, using throw it. Throw up yeah. that Patreon. Going, talk Yo, to Discord. what's up? Yeah. Come to my Patreon. Pa Look, if you don't support me, you don't support free speech. You don't support comedy. Patreon.com/slash Yanni Longest. Yeah. yeah. Just pull a Joe yeah. Biden. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. Yeah. Also, it's like you gotta, you know. Uh, victimhood is currency now. Yeah. You have to have a story yeah. where something is hurting you mm -hmm. for people to go, you know what? He needs attention because he's being hurt. Yeah. So that's I'm being oppressed right now by Instagram. Yeah. By Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. If you're if you're not a dog whisperer that's allergic to dogs, no one wants to hear anything. There no needs to be some type of conflict. Yes. There needs some be some type of deplorable thing that people need to feel sorry for you and to click into your TikTok so you can get 9.6 million followers. Yeah. Nobody likes uh, nobody likes somebody who's who has it easy or is just good at things. Yeah. You need to be able to say that there was some insurmountable challenge mm -hmm. that you had to overcome to get what you, you can't just go up there and be like hey man you know i just i just worked and i worked hard and i was good at it and i put the time you can't you gotta be like no Listen. you gotta go i have zero talent and i married someone that's more famous than me and we released a sex tape there you go sex tapes do they still work i feel like they get drowned out when's the last good sex tape that hit I don't know. It's been a while, dog. I don't know. You, your sex tape now has to have a good production value. I mean, Kim Kardashian started her career getting fucked yeah. on film. And she said she was shy. Like, lady, I can see your coochie. You're not shy You're in not that video. Shy. I'm sorry. And how wild is that? It was with Ray J. And that guy's dick looks like it curls 50 dumbbells in I Crunch mean, Fitness. That kid's thing. I mean, if I saw that, if I was, if I, if I turned on the lights in there, I would freeze like I was looking at a cobra. Yeah. I'd be like, there's a snake in the room. Yeah. He's got a big piece, but the funny thing is, is like her career blew up, and like Ray J. Now, now Ray J. has Raycon on podcast. Yeah, he just promotes Raycon ear, earbuds. Mm -hmm. So those two careers went two different directions, two different ways. which also shows you that we do live in an oppressive patriarchy mm. where a woman can't make it because, I mean, she blew up up yeah she blew up off that and back then ray j was more famous than she was that is true but also kim kardashian was set up for that because her father was defending oj so you know and then again ray j's sister brandy very good singer that's good talent no one just likes good talent i need i need a reason for why you should not be here i want to watch you so you can prove to me why you shouldn't be there and the more you do that the more it makes me want to watch interesting yeah interesting yeah prove me wrong Prove me wrong. And you even, think if, even if you prove me wrong, you prove me right. And I keep on watching. And the Kardashians were kind of like the beginning of it. A little bit of yep. like where you people got, these were a group of girls who got famous with really no, from nothing. Yeah. They weren't, you know, they didn't have a talent. They weren't entertainers. They weren't comedians. They weren't musicians. They weren't anything. Yeah. So that was the beginning of that. What is that? I know it's like tied up to reality TV and... But like there is something to something you just said where it's like people it became a thing where people almost root for people who don't have a talent to don't have a talent. It became the era of like people who don't do anything great became famous. And if you do something great, it's like 
people are like, nah, we, we yeah. don't want that. It's a relatable thing. It, it puts, it so puts, do people, do, is it because people want to look at it and go like, I could do that? People want to, they don't want to idolize, they don't want to idolize people because I think it takes work to idolize people. It takes uh, tracking somebody's history or really being invested in somebody to be like, oh, I really like that guy. But if you look at somebody that doesn't deserve it, you can be like, I can do that shit. Right. But the more, the more you see them change, yeah. the more it's like, okay, this is getting interesting. That's why everyone tracks the Kardashians work on their body and their lips and everything like that because it's like, wow, this bitch is really committed on me having, uh, on her having me watch her right. like she's really committed to this reality tv show where she does nothing how far is she gonna take this right you know well so her it, father or stepfather took it very far yeah he took it, it very changed. far yeah that's interesting like they almost you know it's like it's very far artist, in the 405 you, yeah you you notice as an artist you change your material you kind of change with the times you kind of reinvent yourself Stupid i guess yeah. when you don't you're famous for not doing anything you change yourself yes that's like because that's her art is just her being her her being her and so she just instead like that like the way madonna reinvented herself by like doing rip hip-hop or ska music or whatever or like as she got older yeah. like kind of changed with the times mm -hmm. kim kardashian just basically went to her, her plastic surgeon's office is like we need to reinvent ourselves yeah yeah, yeah we need to reinvent this. dude when you look at those girls back then and you look at them now you're like i'm telling you hats off to plastic surgeons they create magic, dude. Those girls look good. They do. When you look at it before and after, I think I'm looking at a fucking Peloton ad, son. That shit looks different. It looks different, and it used to be that plastic surgery made you look really bad. Like mm -hmm. you were a burn victim. Now, like plastic surgery can be subtle. You stand out. Yeah, where it actually you can't. It just you actually look good. Yeah, you know what I mean, you look good. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's that it's that thing. You know, it's the the foundation. It's a, a relatability thing. That's why I think a lot of a lot of famous uh, women date pete davidson because they see pete davidson and they go okay here's a guy that has a history of you know me mental problems and things like that he's a regular dude his trauma is publicized i want to be with him so i can feel regular around him like i'm always famous i'm always popular if i'm with pete davidson i'm no i know i'm with somebody on the same level as me but also People have a, a a trauma view of him, so they so it, I kind of get to feel what it's like to be around a regular person without taking that deep leap and that taking that deep dive into the slums. Yeah, that is it, dude. Mm. That's great insight, actually. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Because he's I'm sorry, Pete. I, I, I don't mean to shit on you. But I'm just saying. No, I mean because he's famous, kinda. You know, he got famouser from who he did it, but he's, yeah. he's on SNL. Yeah. He's like a famous dude. Having a big, big bat doesn't hurt, mm -hmm. right? That rumor got out that the kid's packing. But all, you're right. It's like, because it, all the women are doing the same thing, too. They're going to Staten Island. Yeah. He's taking them to these. They're getting a feel of like what it would be like to not kind of be like yep. to be with a regular person yeah. but in a safe way it's sort of like when you watch a horror movie and you get scared it's like a safe fear it's yeah. like oh my god there's a killer but he's on tv exactly but i want to feel those things it's it's, it's a certain wow. you got you got that certain feeling That's but it's different deep. it's like lasagna but made with egg noodles right yeah, yeah it's it's a different it's a different feel so it's like jumping it's Shout like out to jesse because i know you're jewish and italian you like that you marinara matzo eating fuck <laughs> the uh it's like when you bungee cord jump it's like you're getting the thrill Pete Davidson's a bungee cord. Yeah, he's These a bungee girls are cord. Jumping into the middle class, they're going, just take me back yeah. to where I could just hang out. I want to feel like someone's saying I'm I go with her in mm -hmm. high school. Take me back to a pre-fame day where I could feel what it's like to just be a regular Joe. Yeah. But like then there's a bungee cord. Yeah. So they Pete get the Dav feeling Pete Davidson's the bungee Pete cord. Pete Davidson is heroin stepped on with melatonin. That's it's, what he is. That's right, it is. Yeah. It's like it's like a stepped on coke. It's coke, but it's not coke. So you feel yeah. like you're doing coke. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really baking soda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that, that's funny because they did the same thing. Ariana Grande. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. They all ended up going to like Staten Island. Yeah. To a pizza yeah. place and like doing regular shit. Because mm -hmm. Pete David's famous, but he's like also kind of regular famous. Yes. You yes. know what I mean? So you can't date Brad Pitt. No, you can't. And Brad Pitt's not going to take you to his favorite pizza spot on Staten Island. Yeah. Brad Pitt's gonna be like, uh, Brad Pitt's gonna be like, all right, I have a private room set up. We rented out the whole restaurant. Uh, there's a secret service gonna usher us in, usher us out. We're gonna kill a few paparazzi on the way uh, so they don't take pictures of us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you, there's no normalcy. So these girls are feeling, they're, they're so that for them, that's like, the balance. Is that they're like blue collar fantasy? Yeah, that's blue collar fantasy. It's, it's the balance. Blue collar fantasy. You can't go too high with Brad Pitt, but you can't go too low. You can't be dating a Joe DeRosa, so you gotta find the middle. You gotta find the, you can't go Joe DeRosa. Yeah. You can't go. He's just gonna take you to a sandwich shop. Because if you take George Rose, it just means you're a female comic starting out in comedy. 
<laughs> it cleans up in that genre. Yeah. Um, that's what it is. Mm. That's exactly I'm what it is. I'm telling you, son. They don't want Jesse, you getting that? Absolutely. That's what it is, right? That and they want their uh, photo in the paper. You know you're going to get in the paper now if you're with Pete. Yeah. Right. Well, not, but no, you can't say that. I mean, because Kim Kardashian is like, she doesn't need to work hard she, to get a photo. She didn't need it. But I mean, the, the, the mere pairing of them is, is so astronomical that people are going to talk about it anymore. So right. anyway, so that she's going to get posted more. Right. I mean, you know? Jesse always goes with the hard stone called truth. These people are psychopathic narcissists who will do anything, including fuck somebody just in order to get more attention. Mm -hmm. Some people want attention. Yeah. They're built for attention. Yeah. We're, we're, we're saying that right now in front of three cameras I and mean, two box lights. So. We are them. Yeah. We're a strange breed. When you look at us, Jesse, is it like kind of a little pathetic? Because I've never met any one of us who isn't a little bit pathetic. Yeah, I don't know There's who I am right now. pathetic of being like, look at me. I don't even drink and I'm holding this like it's a Malbec. What's going on with me? <laughs> <laughs> it's right because you don't, you don't need that, right? You don't need the attention. Not in the slightest. Not what do you think that is? You think it's like a... a Lack of attention from kids or mental illness or what is that? I'm actually I like it because then you know you get a lot of entertainment out of it. Right, so we're yeah. just here for normal people's entertainment while we just end up with a pill problem and. But you got you got to have a balance. Ex wives and fucking dad and you got to have yeah. that yin and yang because you know if you guys weren't hanging out if you go the way you came up if you didn't come up like that maybe you'll be two flips of the coin maybe you wouldn't be a comedian maybe you'll just be a dude out there painting the the uh, sunset on Bay Ridge and maybe you'll be out in Times Square in your underwear painting the guitar so we don't know like you we guys balance yourself yeah. out son. Yeah, and also like yeah, if Jesse wanted to be on camera, then that wouldn't work. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to be doing that. Like just happy to listen to us talking. Yeah, the camera wouldn't straight. know to focus on his eyes or his beard. Yeah. It'll be confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it comes into the fart. There we go. So <laughs> the pizza was good. We went. We got a little Vesuvio's. The, the the delivery guy recognized me, which is a little uncomfortable because now I, I assume he may show up at the window. Let's just say if you order some Amazon packages, they will be gone by the morning. Yeah, they'll be gone by the morning. That's yeah. a weird thing. I've actually never had that happen with delivery guy. Goes, I'm a big fan of your comedy. I said, just hand me the pizzas and go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, you know, that is a benefit. This is the thing. I just want to make this argument here to the right yeah. about immigration, okay, mm -hmm. about, and especially illegal immigration. Here we go. I want to just make this argument. What they don't recognize is the value of a quiet Uber drive, mm. okay? When you got a guy who's from another country whose English is a little shoddy, you can rest assured you're going to have a quiet Uber drive where you can scroll on your phone. Yeah. When you have someone like from Mexico, Honduras, whatever, who just got here and they're delivering food, you can make sure they're not going to recognize you and make it awkward when they deliver the food. Yeah. They're just going to give you the immigrant smile. They're going to pass you the thing. You get your food. It's I hate that small town bullshit where everyone's in your business. Mm. Now, this fucking guy knows where uh, hopefully, you know, I, I could hopefully I... I I should have said, hey, I'm just hanging out at my friend's house. Yeah. But now he knows we're here. We shoot here. He's going to show up at, at the same time and try to be a guest in the podcast. Yeah, but that's the benefit of immigration. And, and knowing know? me, I'll probably have him on the guest because I'll be like, you know what? This is what the people want. They want to hear from a delivery guy. That is a good point about the Ubers, though. Like, you want immigration, to qu a quiet car ride. You don't want it. You don't want an immigrant offering you candy because their candy always sounds like a board game. Yeah. They always offer you, like, would you like some candy? It's Yahtzee. And yeah. it's, some weird, it's some weird candy that has a lot of colors on it's it. But always you're, like, you're right. It's like oh, it's always like it's beef flavored with like a cinnamon twist. Yeah, it's gross. But yeah, I hate when like I hop in an Uber on the road in those cities that don't have as many immigrants as New York, and the Uber drivers uh, like have American names, and I see it, and I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah, your and name then, like, is not Peter. Oh uh, yeah, Kate shows up to pick you up. She's like, so how do you like Tampa? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to get to the hotel. We don't. I'm gonna give you a five star review. I just click five stars. Yep. I don't even. I mean, you could you could you could turn around and burp in my face, and I'll just go five stars. I don't mm. give a shit. I'm not giving you a review based on our conversation. So don't try too hard. Yeah. I just want a water in the side, and I need a phone charger, and I need you quiet. Yeah, because those local Ubers give you too much information, son. You know this 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 Seven Eleven closes past twelve now since someone got shot there two years ago. It's yeah. like, all right, I'm not going there anyway, lady. I will tell you one of my favorite Uber drives though was an interesting one. It was a long one too me and my wife were uh we did a week in um i think it was uh charleston or savannah so i think it was charleston and we went out to see some like cemetery and it was like an hour away and we got an uber driver back and the guy was uh gulugishi mm. do you know I, I don't know if we ever did an episode on that we should have uh, on hyenas but the gulugishi people 
are uh, a group of descendants of slaves from that area yeah. who were from uh, the maybe the eastern side of Africa. Some spot in Africa where they were good at like, uh, where they were good with like clay or rice or some shit. And they have like, uh, their culture is like still kind of intact and their language is kind of intact a little bit. And like, cause they're so isolated cause they're in the swamps down there um, on those South Carolina South Carolina islands. Mm-hmm. So the dude spoke with like a like broken English with like the Gulugishi kind of accent. And so he was talking to us for like an hour on the drive and I couldn't understand anything, but I enjoyed his vibe and his energy. So I just kept asking him questions, pretending to understand what he just said. And it was almost like listening to an opera in German. Like it just felt good, uh-huh. but I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> and at the end, I just said something like, man, that was just great stories or whatever. And he was like, yeah, man. And I was like, yeah, dude. And it was just like, obviously you can't, he's just nice. a rhinoceros. Bone. Yeah. I can't believe we never did anything. Gulagishi is interesting. It even made it into some like children's songs. There's some Gulagishi shit. And I, I'm not, I'm not hip, hip to it. But maybe I'll do a bonus episode on Gulagishi. Yeah, the Gulagishi people. Gulagishi. Are you looking it up right now? Let's look it up real quick. Gulagishi. The Gulagishis. And we can end on the Gulagishis when I find my. Yeah, yeah. Place. That, that's a that is a uh, hard name to spell. There, Jesse. I, I just, <laughs> oh, that's oh, goulash. That's goulash, yeah. son. Especially if Jesse types with one finger. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Jesse has early onset uh, carpal tunnel. He's got carpal he, tunnel he ta- from sculpting so. too much. It's called GED. That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell it? Gulu. Uh, you can sound that out. Google will help you. Gulu. Go with. Uh, just do two words. Gulu Gishi. Two words. Gulu Gishi. Wait, slang slang for crap filled vagina. What's that? What? Oh, <laughs> Look at that. And what did you put in there? Gulagishi. Uh, is slang for crap-filled vagina? What the fuck? How do you get shit Af- inside of a vagina? Oh, you never seen that? Private parts, meat, <laughs> taco, afrogina, gulu. Okay. Uh, Gulagishi. I mean, I almost feel like you have a different Google. I feel like you have an uncooperative Google. Yeah, bro. Could be, dude. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Gulagishi. You got that, you got that China Google, son. Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling with it too on Google. I've never even heard of Gula Gishi. Gula, yeah, that's why I want to bring it up. Gula Gishi people. Let's see, that'll come up. Um, what the fuck? South Carolina. This is great radio here. South Carolina, Gula. Are you, are you sure you went to Charleston with your wife or this wasn't like a fever dream? <laughs> it could have been. Gula. Okay, so it's, it's the Gula people. G-U-L-L-A. The Gula people. So they, they live in the low country region of Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North okay. Carolina, mm-hmm. coastal plain and sea islands. They developed a Creole language, mm-hmm. also called Gula. So they speak Gula. So he was speaking Gula. And uh, the, the language has African uh, influence. They make these baskets. So when you go to like, have you ever been to Charleston? No. And you see those like weave baskets? Mm-hmm. Those the Gula people make those baskets. These thing, and they're they're all over the streets selling them and shit still. Those are them. We like weaving those cool ass fucking baskets. Oh. And um, so uh, yeah, and they're also called Gishi, which is G E E S H E E. So the Gula Gishi. That's why they call the Gula Gishi. Um, which may be derived from the name of the O.G. Chi River near Savannah, Georgia. Gula is a term that was originally used to designate the Creole dialect of English spoken by the Gula. Um, and because of their relative isolation from whites while working on large plantations in rural areas, the Africans enslaved from a variety of Central and West African ethnic groups developed a Creole culture that has preserved much of their African linguistic and cultural heritage. So it's fucking cool. It's like bugged out dude they speak their own language and um and that creole creole shit is already hard enough to understand so imagine merging their language their native language with that yeah and so here it is so they came from a they came from angola senegambia what is now angola senegambia windward coast the gold coast sierra leone and madagascar uh Uh, the term windward coast often referred to sierra so the, yeah, there was the Western coast of Africa where they had cultivated African rice. They were good. So they were good at, uh, they knew how to cultivate rice. Um, 
so once Carolinian and Georgian planters in the, discovered that African rice would grow in that region, that's what it is. So they figured out that the rice would grow there. Mm-hmm. So the Gulu people knew how to grow it. They often sought enslaved Africans from rice-growing regions because they had the skills and knowledge to develop and build irrigation dams and earthworks. This is what we need to do. Interesting shit. We need to take off Uncle Ben off the box and put the Gulugishi people. Gulugishi people. Interesting shit, though, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and they still kind of um, a lot of their um, terror, a lot of their where they were living has been like all those South Carolina. Uh, uh, Islands have now been turned into like golf courses and rich, and that's like a big thing because they're taking like a lot of their like the native yeah. uh, Gulu people's like homes and shit, and they're buying them for cheap or they're kicking them out or whatever. Yeah, Netflix is probably kicking them out to film the show Outer Banks. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's cool. So our cab driver was was Gula, and he was talking in that like Creole language. I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying, but his southern that southern slow. Energy, it's like, dude, it's like taking a Xanax. It's like those people do not have the anxiety we have mm-hmm. up here. They no. ch- they chill. And when he was talking, I almost, you know, when like you feel like 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 goosebumps everywhere, you feel like real calm. Yeah. He was making me feel calm, even though I couldn't understand a word he was saying. And he was driving like ten miles an hour, and I think he was four hundred years old. <laughs> he was an <laughs> old fucking dude, and it was one of the most fascinating rides I've ever had. And um, I didn't know much about the Gula people until um, I went down there and started reading about it. And let me see. It's in a children's song. Like there's one popular children's song, Gula children's song. Sometimes likened to Bohemian Creole, Barbadian Creole, Guyanese Creole, Belize, Jamaican Patois. My God. Might as well speak Klingon. You're going to speak all that. I mean, these ads are really... Let's go to Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah, that's a gentrified song. You can't go anymore because now they're just golf courses. But the Gullah people, very interesting people. This has been long days. I think that's it. I think we did it. Yeah. Jared Harvin. Follow Jared Harvin. You know the deal. J Harvin 15. And uh, we'll see you next week. Tell your friends, uh, this has been your long day. It's been a long day.